Welcome in, everybody, to the very first episode of the UGA Football Live podcast. I'm your host, J.C. Shelton, in partnership with the UGA Wire of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Definitely got a packed show today, folks. Uh, Arkansas preview. Bulldogs versus the Razorbacks, Saturday, 4 p.m. on the SEC Network. Head coach Sam Pittman left Georgia last year where he was offensive line coach, becomes Arkansas's head coach, brings D.C. Barry Odom, formerly of Missouri, and his offensive coordinator is Kendall Bryles from Florida State last season. Players to watch at quarterback, we have Felipe Franks, transfer from Florida, missed most of last season with an ankle injury. Um, He's back, and he will be starting for the Razorbacks Saturday. If senior running back Rakeem Boyd, who ran for just over 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. You have junior linebacker Bumper Pool. First off, I mean, what a great name. And we have a segment later that's going to be uh, just the best names in college football. So, I mean, just to tease it a little bit, but that's going to be later. So he has to be added to that list, and I will. Of course, junior linebacker Bumper Pool, 94 tackles last year. So he's going to be having to deal with Zemir White and James Cook and a loaded Georgia backfield. We'll talk about them when we break down the Bulldog offense coming up next. What we're left with after Jamie Newman's opt-out is JT Daniels, the redshirt sophomore transfer from USC. Um, he attended Modern Day High School in California, which is a very has a very strong football program. Um, he went 14 touchdowns with 10 interceptions in 2018 tore his ACL in October of last year so he's been recovering from that and he actually is not even cleared for gameplay officially then we have Dwan Mathis a redshirt freshman who forced to miss most of last year with a brain tumor that surprised him and coaches and really doctors the trainers found it and we're glad for that but he was cleared for football activities in May and he's been practicing reports show that he's gained some weight and He's impressing coaches and players so far. Uh, He was the number 11 QB in the 2019 class. And Aaron Murray said of Dwan back in a scrimmage in 2019 that he was very impressed. Dwan Mathis and JT Daniels, of those two guys, Dwan Mathis has has the most hype around his explosiveness and his playmaking ability. But after that, we're left with Stetson Bennett and Carson Beck. Stetson Bennett's a junior, Carson Beck's true freshman. So what do the Bulldogs do with those four guys, and what's what's Kirby Smart's decision going to be? I mean, you got to think of the pros and cons here. Daniel's mobility is a major concern. I mean, you're going to go in the first game, the season opener, with your starting quarterback, his knees in question. I would almost say get him in there, get him some reps, but don't start it out with him. Um, you know, get him a feeling for the offense. Let's see what he can do. But don't push it. And I don't think starting him would be a great idea. I think what should happen is Dwan gets the start and JT gets some snaps along with Bennett. And maybe depending on the score, Beck, if he travels with the team. Now we move on to the running backs. So Zamir White, of course, is set to be the workhorse, the redshirt freshman. Can he break out in 2019? 
we're not sure. We haven't seen enough from him. I mean, 78 rushes for 408 yards, three touchdowns last season. Um, split time with DeAndre Swift, Brian Harrion, both to the NFL now. He has something to prove this year, I think. And I think a lot of people are expecting him to be that classic Georgia running back who can take over games and ice the clock. And then we have James Cook, explosive junior. Last season, I think he showed that he could be a traditional running back inside the tackles. But I think this year with new offensive coordinator Ton Mockin, system coming in we'll talk a little bit about that later I think that in the passing game James Cook really needs to be utilized there in his speed and elusiveness laterally then we are expecting to see sophomore Kenny McIntosh who had some great runs last season particularly in the Sugar Bowl Um, he played well there and then Kendall Milton who he's a freshman number seven running back in the 2020 number one class 6'2", 220. If you haven't seen this guy, Google his name. The guy's a beast. He looks huge. He's like Herschel Jr. He almost looks like, I mean, the last running back who came in that big is probably Todd Gurley. But wow, if he can really develop and understand this offense moving forward, and he has plenty of time to do it behind, you know, Zamir White, that he could be really great in the future. So watch out for him. Receivers. So where are we at? with receivers so george pickens returns as one of the best receivers in the country had a breakout freshman season i think it's the second most prolific freshman receiving season since aj green against baylor in the sugar bowl he had 12 catches for 175 yards and a touchdown absolutely dominated Um, he's one of the highest graded returning receivers in the country according to pff pro football focus we will definitely need him this season again with Blaylock going down Dominic Blaylock a star sophomore receiver uh, high expectations coming back this season from the injury but sad to see he went down with another ACL tear it's going to be Pickens and then we have Karis Jackson redshirt sophomore he was starting slot in 2019 uh, before an injury kind of threw him out of that starting role last season the beginning so if he if he could get the coaches to give him that nod to start in 2019 I think he has some promise there and Demetrius Robertson, redshirt senior, he has something to prove as a Bulldog because we've seen that he can have a good season and a productive season as a receiver on the outside at USC. Uh, but when he transferred over, he really hasn't contributed. Jake Fromm struggling with the deep ball last year maybe didn't help, but we're going to need him to break out this year if we're going to score against some of these great SEC defenses. Uh, Matt Landers, redshirt junior. Now, this guy has the potential to be a serious red zone mismatch for DBs, opposing DBs. He's 6'5". He can match up with any defensive back on the goal line and have a advantage right off the bat. So I think we definitely need to use him in goal line matchups for sure. And then the last receiver I want to talk about is true freshman Jermaine Burton. Now, I have heard a lot of buzz about this kid um, from players. The coaches have spoken about him in press conferences. He must be making an impact. Four-star receiver in 2020 recruiting class. And the stage is almost set for him because of Blaylock's injury. So he could really step into that slot position and give us some separation that we'll need opposite of George Pickens. Now to the offensive line. Matt Luke replaces Pittman from Ole Miss. Of course, he has his work cut out for him with... The Bulldogs losing four starters from the 2019 offensive line. That was honestly a beast. They pushed people wherever they wanted, and mostly from remained on his feet for most of the season. Our projected offensive line lineup for Saturday is uh, left tackle. We have junior Jamari Salyer, left guard senior Justin Schaefer, 
center Trey Hill and uh, right guard senior Ben Cleveland. Redshirt sophomore Owen Condon at right tackle for the surprise addition. You know, Kirby spoke about Owen a couple of weeks ago and said that he has made a lot of strides this offseason and has really stood out at right tackle in the competitions going on between the guys on the line right now in scrimmages. I think we're going to see several offensive linemen ro- rotate in Saturday. In the last part of our offensive preview for Saturday versus Arkansas, Todd Monken's air raid system. Todd Monken comes over from Cleveland in 2019, the Cleveland Browns, where he coached former Bulldog great Nick Chubb. He ran for 1,500 yards. So you hear a lot about Todd Monken's passing game, which, I mean, it, it sets some pretty serious records at Oklahoma State when he was coached there from 2011 to 2012 with Brandon Whedon, Justin Blackman. If you remember those offenses, they over averaged over 500 yards a game. 23 years of college coaching experience, eight years in the NFL. So he's tenured. He knows what he's doing. Um, he's been around talent. So can he make this UGA offense, who who has loads of talent, into a scoring machine that they're going to need to be to beat some of these SEC teams that we'll be facing this season. One thing you notice about great offenses is they use their running backs in the passing game, and they utilize their tight ends in the middle of the field to really spread out the defense. So I think Todd Monken can use James Cook, Samir White, the speed we have on the outside of George Pickens, Matt Landers, Demetrius Robertson. I think he can really use these guys efficiently and create spacing, which we'll need. Because once we get these guys in space, they're athletes. They can make moves. They can make plays. We just have to get it to them there. I think we're primarily a rush team first still. We'll see what it looks like. Uh, But with our quarterback situation and questions at receiver and a offensive line that was replacing some very good pass blockers i think we're going to see a lot of rushing the first games of this season but that is our offense preview and now on to the defense georgia's best unit perhaps coming off a 2019 a record-setting 2019 number one in scoring defense 12.6 points per game we return 14 players who saw significant action last season. We were second nationally in allowing just 2.6 yards per rush. Eight of the top tacklers return. I mean, just it, the list goes on and on. I mean, according to PFF, George is returning two of the top SEC edge defenders for the 2020 season. Georgia senior defensive end Malik Herring graded as the highest returning SEC edge defender at 90.5. Aziz Ojolari graded as the third best SEC returning edge defender. So we're stacked. I mean, our front seven is ridiculous. I mean, just to name a few. So our defensive line, Jalen Carter, a five-star freshman who has just been a beast in practice, reports have said. And he is set to be right beside nose tackle Jordan Davis, number 99 who can swallow up double teams like nobody's business, really frees up guys like Jermaine Johnson and Aziz Ojolari, Nolan Smith. Having a great D-line really frees those guys up for tackling. And at cornerback this season, Eric Stokes returns as a junior. Tyson Campbell in his senior season uh, and DJ Daniel. Star position, Tyreek Stevenson, Mark Webb are going to be one, two there. And at safety, Richard LeCount, the Bulldogs' only preseason All-American uh, one of the best tackling safeties in college football. He'll be playing next to Lewis Seen, who rounds out our defensive depth chart review. Now we're going to change pace a little bit and switch over to our Dogs of the Week, NFL Week 2 
Nick Chubb leads us off 22 carries for 124 yards and two touchdowns versus the Bengals. And then we have Matt Stafford went 20 for 33 for 244 yards and two touchdowns, the 91 QB rating against the Packers. And Rodrigo Blankenship of the Colts, four of four field goals, two for two extra points with a long of 44. So great to see him doing well for the Colts after he won that starting job this offseason. So just a little bit about me. Um, I'm in the sports media program here at at the University of Georgia, um, based in Athens, covering UGA football for the UGA Wire, uh, part of USA Today's College Wire Network. And I will be talking Georgia football every week. And we'll have some guests on starting next week, big time guests next week. And I will release who that is after the game Saturday. We'll have game predictions for Arkansas versus Georgia coming up soon. But first, I want to talk about NFL Red Zone. So I got NFL Red Zone for the first time this past Sunday, and I almost missed my work shift. How have I not had this before? I mean, I've came from the family who we just had the regular Fox and CBS. I'll get a game at one. I'll get a game at four. And then, you know, Sunday night football, game at eight on NBC. Even as a huge sports fan, I've never had Red Zone. So I finally shell out for it. Eleven ninety nine. I mean, that's that's testing the old budget. But I sit down on Sunday with my roommates and find out it's no commercials. It's nonstop action. Um, it's got a really good host on it. I don't know who that guy is, but his voice is smooth as silk. I feel like my life would have been so much better if I would have been watching the NFL Red Zone regularly. And let's talk some NBA playoffs real quick. So we got Heat versus Celtics game four Wednesday. Miami leads two to one. Give me the Celtics. I'll take them. Um, Lakers versus Nuggets game four Thursday. LA leads two to one. Give me LA. I mean, I think they just gave the Nuggets one just to be nice. I think they're going to come back. And so you'll see if I'm right because this is going to come out after these games are played. So y'all see if I'm right. And I can, uh, if you want to at me on Twitter, if I'm wrong, go ahead at j underscore shelton underscore that's right i got two underscores in my name get used to it for our braves update the atlanta braves have clinched the nl east for the third year in a row congratulations braves i love this team all we do is hit dingers i mean our offense is probably the best in the mlb top of the order ronald acuna marcelo zuna freddie freeman Freddie Freeman is in the NL MVP race, and funny because so is Marcelo Zuna right behind him. So exciting to watch them. Hopefully we can do something in the playoffs without a starting pitching rotation, which has which has been completely decimated by injury. And to wrap things up, folks, we have a game prediction coming up in a few moments, the stat of the week. But first, we're going to talk, like I teased earlier, the best names in college football. First name on the list comes from Arkansas, as we talked about earlier, Bumper Pool. And following him, this week's name of the week, Rocky Shelton, linebacker, Duke, number 43. Yes, he has the same name as me, but what I really like is the Rocky part because I'm a huge Rocky Balboa fan, the Italian Stallion. So as a linebacker and you're rocking the Italian Stallion's name, is pretty cool. And now for the stat of the week. Here's one for you, Florida fans. Felipe Franks versus UGA all-time. Two games, 20 for 40, 135 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and six sacks. And finally, to end today's show, game prediction, Georgia versus Arkansas. 
the spread is UGA by 26 and a half over under 52. Give me Arkansas plus 26 and a half and the total under 52. I think that it being this early in the season and it being such a weird season, we might see some offensive struggles from both sides. I think Georgia definitely gets the win in this one. Um, I'm going to go 38 to 13. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, and make sure to listen in to next week's episode. It will feature our first interview. It's going to be a big one. I'm really excited. So enjoy Georgia football this weekend, folks, and I will see y'all next week.